Welcome to the Village Idiots podcast. I am your dungeon master, Nathan. With me tonight, we have Jordan. Hey. Emily. Hello. Nicole. Yo, yo. And Justin. I'm last this time. Yeah, because it's always me. (laughs) We are a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We have a good time. We name a village idiot. Last week it was Scar. So, uh, <sighs> Nicole, you play Scar. What 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 happened last week? I would just like to point out that this is five out of seven times <laughs> that I've been the village idiot. I think that says more about you than it does. About I know. The it's a, that's what I'm saying. I just like to point it out that. Hey hey hey! Scar has low intelligence. It's okay. <laughs> it's all on brand. Yeah, well, I pride myself on being an intelligent person, but apparently when I play D&D, that all just goes right out the damn window. Well, we are called the Village Idiots. So. Oh, yeah, I'm totally living up to our name. Um, oh, yeah, sure. So, last time, I had just gotten fired from a Copper Mantle job, uh, a secret mission, because I wanted to bring my friends along, and I was taking too long. <laughs> and then I let... Uh, I let Drew talk me into bringing her inside and to talk to my boss. I don't know where that was going, but I I went along with it. And uh, so I brought everyone inside and she wanted to go into the office. So we went into the office. I was going to murder him if that wasn't clear. I thought everyone knew what I was trying to do. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't know that's where you were going with that. So I'm surprised you went with me. True neutral, huh? I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so we went inside to talk to Ulrich, my boss, and I kind of saw where it was going that in, in the office. So I decided to, uh, to swipe the passes for the teleportation to Intepa, which is where my job was going. And so with a little bit of help from Drew, some distraction and a good sleight of hand roll, I stole the passes and then there was another sleight of hand move to get my boss back to go back into his office because he heard a noise. And we all just took off running through the teleportation hub. <laughs> but then because we were so indecisive on what we were doing, uh, my boss and some other copper mantles caught up with us. And so he was like, come quietly and we can work something out. And we're all just kind of like, don't know what to do. And that's where we left off. Yeah, we left on a big old cliffhanger. So after much deliberation, I I determined this is a split second decision and uh, said on the count of three, you got to say what you're going to do. And I didn't say three, but is everyone ready? (laughs) No. Now I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Just as a reminder, real quick, uh, just prolonging the cliffhanger a little more. Um, (laughs) We have Scar, the tiefling copper mantle fighter, played by Nicole. Jordan is playing Agamir, a mercenary. He is a rogue, a half-orc rogue. We have Saf, a halfling artificer, who is also on the run, away from home, played by Justin. And we have Drew... The Eladrin, Grave Domain Cleric being played by Emily, who is uh, wanted for crimes against Ilar's birth, where we currently are. I've committed no crimes. I'm innocent. <laughs> I've never hurt anybody. 
Drew, as you might also remember, killed someone. (laughs) In episode two. Not just killed, murdered. She melted someone at the beginning of episode two, in case you forgot. So. What can I say? Without further ado, let's uh, end this cliffhanger. You all ready? No. No. (laughs) Say what you're going to do. Three. What? I... Wait, what? I, there was no... No! Two, like, say one, two, three. All right, I'll do all numbers, okay? Because it's... Okay. All right. It's less confusing. Say what you're going to do on three, all right? Mm-hmm. One. A to who? Three. I passes. Oh, guy. I have no idea what anyone just said. That was so stupid. Neither do I. That was great. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I guess, Scar, what are you doing? I say to my boss, I'll give you the passes back and I'm going to turn in my mantle if you let us go. Okay. Jordan, what are you saying? I said I'm cooperative and willing to go with the Ulrich guy. Okay. I'm doing in the order of how close you are to Ulrich. Uh, Saf. I throw my hands up and surrender. Okay. Drew? I cast Inflict Wounds. Oh my god! (laughs) No, take it back! You all knew what I was going to do. I don't know why any of you are confused. (laughs) Pull up roll 20, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case roll 20. You mean just in case Emily. And I love how Emily, I love how you were just like, I've never heard anyone ever. And then Nate, essentially the omnipotent voice of of all power in this universe comes in and is like, um, she murdered someone. And just a reminder, like the narrator, Emily Drew had in fact killed many people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So Drew, I need you to make a melee spell attack against Ulrich then. Can't she change her mind? (laughs) Nope. This is happening. (laughs) No. This is split second decisions. That's what I decided. Uh, Let's see. Can I stop her? Nope. Spell spe- is it spell attack bonus that I add to my roll? Yes, you do. Okay. I've played a spellcaster in so long. God damn it! Nineteen total to hit. All right, that will hit. Ooh, danger! Fucking hey. Roll for damage, please. Or is that again? It's a lot. <laughs> it's like a bunch of. It was like three d ten, wasn't it? I think so. One second. Let me make sure. It is 3D10. It was funny. Justin and I were listening to the previous episode in the car. And I was like, you know, Emily ruined my life. (laughs) 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 Meaning Drusilla ruined my my life. (laughs) (laughs) Drusilla ruined Scar's life. (laughs) Five, seven, three. Is that, is it three? So 15. I can do math. Yay. I can do that. Where do you grab Ulrich to cast oh, Inflict Wounds? God. Paint me a word picture here. How's this going down? He's got his hand on Scar, correct? Well, he, he had his hand on Scar. You see that he's very close to her and they're talking in hushed tones. He was about 25 feet away from you. Agamir was also there with him. It looks like they're talking complacently to Ulrich. Mm-hmm. You see Saf drop her Thunder Cannon cricket and she puts her hands up. Mm-hmm. All right, I walk over, like kind of run over to the area and I stand between 
Scar. You said his name is Ulrich. Yeah. Okay, I stand between Scar and Ulrich, and I kind of like put like I push him with both hands, and that's how I cast inflict wounds. Like I push him backwards, away from us. Okay. <laughs> so you push him back, and when I when my hands like hit his chest, like this dark, gross purple, like almost ashes kind of come out from my hands, and it like goes all over him. Okay. It's dope looking. So casting this through the gloves that you have on to conceal your golden skin, mm-hmm. it stands to reason that the gloves would probably melt away because of the necrotic energy flowing through you. No, it's not how that works. I've decided. Okay. I thought it'd be cool and cinematic, but okay. Well, no, because if my hands are exposed, everyone's going to be like, she's an Aladrin getter. It's going to be like way worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can get away now. <laughs> Okay, so you push Ulrich back, uh, your gross purple energy necrotic damage courses around him. He looks very confused, and he looks at you and says, Seize them! Everyone roll for initiative, please. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's go, I'm ready! Of course. I was going to try to avoid being a wanted criminal. Never! (laughs) Not when you're in a party with me! The wanted criminal. Four. 20. Unnatural. That would be a seven for me. 12. Seven for Saf. 20 for Agamir. Four for Scarlet. Four for Scarlet. Drusilla. 12. Okay. Agamir, you are going to be first. You can see in roll 20. But you are standing 10 feet away from Ulrich. You can see where the obsidian mantles are. They're about. 35 to 40 feet to your right. And then it looks like there are three copper mantles all rushing up that have crossbows as well. They are behind the obsidian mantles. So they're between 40 and 60 feet away from you. Also, as Drusilla pushed Ulrich back, the townsfolk that are around start screaming and running away because there were people. This is a crowded courtyard. I've I've never... The one time I didn't really want to roll high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't want to go first. Not really. (laughs) God damn it, Drew backed us into this fucking corner. (laughs) You're welcome. Can we we choose not to fight them? If you'd like. And just hand Drew in? (laughs) If you'd like. You can if you want to be shitty. I will say, you all rolled very poorly in initiative. (laughs) Thanks. Yes. I'm going to use my action to I'm just going to hide. I'm going to try and like leave with the crowd. Oh my god. <laughs> You're going to ditch me? <laughs> ditch. Oh no. <laughs> no. Aggie, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Please roll me a um let me tell you a thing. If we get out of this, guess what spell you're getting cast on you? I'm just saying I like to use it. True neutral, huh? I'll switch. Yeah. For a deserter. <laughs> I, I feel like that was coming anyway. Yeah, I, I feel some strong <laughs> neutral evil vibes. That's completely valid. Okay, Agamir, please roll me a stealth check. Okay. Coward. Mm-hmm. 19. Okay, you seamlessly blend in with the crowd. You are now going elsewhere. Going <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> if I, yeah. 
if the next round of initiative comes around, will I have the opportunity to re-engage? Yes. Okay. And that'll be your turn then? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next is going to be the Copper Mantles. They are going to fire their crossbows. At? At Drew. Shocking. <laughs> Drew, two crossbow bolts sail past your head. And then one strikes you right in the side, dealing two points of damage. Just grazes you. Okay. Tis but a scratch. But a scratch. I genuinely do not know what the fuck to do right now. Next, it's the Obsidian Mantles. They're coming up to Drew as well. Well, the first one's going to try and apprehend you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So please roll me an opposed strength check. Okay. Ooh, that is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Opposed strength check. 14. Okay. You evade the grasp of the first obsidian mantle. You were able to break free in your rage. I want to break free. The other one tries to grab you as well, and he slips and falls. He is prone. (laughs) <laughs> Dumbass. On the ground. He crit himself. <laughs> crit himself. <laughs> nice. No. Dummy. So, uh, I've marked him with a snail on roll 20. That one is prone. No. Cute. <laughs> the obsidian The obsidian mantles have gone. It is now Drew's turn. Alrighty. I am going to cast Guiding Bolt first. I'm going to cast it on one of these obsidian mantles. The one that's not slow. Okay. Um, it says, a flash of light streak towards a creature of your choice within range. Make a range spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target till then. So if I hit him, then whoever hits him next has advantage. I'm sorry, that's my cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. he doesn't think that's a good idea unnatural 20 okay well that will hit that will hit 46 4 4 2 6 what's that math wise (laughs) 16 you can't do that add it up (laughs) never Get me more dice. Okay. So the obsidian mantle gets struck with this bolt. This is the first time you've cast it. So what does it look like? It is where my other spell, uh, my inflict wounds is like a dark black, which kind of tinged with purple. This one is more of a bright, almost like a fairy-like purple. Basically a bright ass light, like purple beam of light streaks from my hand all the way to this obsidian mantle and like just knocks his ass back. It looks like a surge of energy more than anything. Okay. So he gets struck with that. And he's like glowing slightly purple. That's why he's, you have advantage on him because he's all like lit up. Yeah. So the obsidian mantle is engulfed by this purple fairy light that you shot at him. He looks like he's not doing so hot. Good. That is going to bring us to Ulrich. He has now been hit by a necrotic attack. He sees 
One of his obsidian mantles fall to the ground and the other one get hit with some other weird purple energy and he sees you as a very large threat. So he's going to attack you with his greatsword. That will be a hit. Okay. And the second attack will not hit. Good. You take eight damage as he slices you with... His great sword. You turn to the obsidian mantle and you leave your your left side exposed, and he gets a good swipe at you. It cuts into your clothing and your cloak, and um, mm-hmm. you're bleeding pretty heavily. Gross. Drew takes eight, and you're not feeling so hot, are you? No, I am not. Next, it's going to be Saf's turn. Justin has literally no idea what to do right now. <clears throat> nope. I mean, you're already on the run, kid, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Join me! <laughs> so you had dropped your thunder cannon. There are three copper mantles with crossbows to your left, two obsidian mantles in front of you, one on the ground, one not looking so great, and Ulrich is directly in front of you, ten feet away, with his back to you. Would you allow me to pick up my thunder cannon as a bonus action because you're proficient with it yes okay and you allow inspiration means if i were to use inspiration that would be one action right so i could use my action and my inspiration for a second action correct no your inspiration would be a if you don't like the roll you got you could re-roll oh okay or you can roll with advantage yeah We've done it so many different ways. Okay. This is the rules as written. Do do I know where Agamir went? You want to run? <laughs> <laughs> you all better hope I die in this fight, because I'm killing you if I survive. It's over for you, O's. You know where Agamir was, but you don't know where he is now. Are those bushes behind me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. You have, There are bushes about 25 feet, 30 feet away from you, behind you. Okay, well, my speed is 25 feet, so I would like to hide in the bushes. <sighs> okay, you're in the bushes. You all a bunch of dicks. And... Next time we get in a fight, I'm dipping. I'm so dipping. You suck. I mean, to be fair, Emily, Agamir and Safina are good. Like, that's their alignment. Yeah. Yeah, so they should protect me. And these are, you know, this is the law that's in this mm-hmm. situation. And yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not. That means I, nothing to me. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> you're you're attacking police officers, basically. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I feel like that's within their character to, to do that. Just to be fair. <laughs> no, that's fine. They can ditch me. I'll just kill them later. That's okay. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm changing your alignment to neutral evil. That's fine. Um, wait, so... They made me this way, if that's how that happens. I have a question. I can use my action and speed separately, if I remember correctly, right? Your bonus action was to pick up the thunder cannon. Your movement was to move, and then your action, if you want to hide in the bushes... You could roll a stealth check and that would be your action. Otherwise, you're just by the bushes. Okay. Um, any chance I can redact my movement 
to use my action as a history to know where Agamir went so that I can use my movement to go to him. It would be a perception check. Since you don't know where he is, you just know where he was. Babe, you're making this like super fucking complicated. Just do something already. That's what I'm trying to do. So that is a natural 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your DC was what his stealth was. And that was a 19 and you rolled a natural 20. So you see a glint of Agamir through the crowd and you see that he's walking away in a stealthy manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, My speed is 25 feet. And since I'm a halfling, I can move through any creature a size larger than me. And all these characters here are a size larger than me. So I would like to walk through or past them towards Agamir. Okay, that would put you behind Scar's right side, about 15 feet away from Agamir. Okay, sneaky, sneaky. Do you want to try and be sneaky? Would you allow me to roll a a stealth check? Sure. I'll let you roll with advantage since they are now otherwise um, occupied by Drew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a 16. Okay, you are not spotted in the chaos They're all too engulfed with what's happening with Drew right now. Okay. So that will bring us to Scar's turn. (sighs) How you feeling there? Honestly, like (laughs) I feel completely backed into a corner. Like I had this plan in my head to get us out of this, which was to tell him that I was going to turn in, turn the passes over you know, like apologize in a way of saying like, my bad and be like, if you let us go, I'll just, I'll turn my mantle in. Like, I'm not, I don't want to besmirch the name of mantle anymore. And I, I can't in good conscience after everything that's happened, continue to be a mantle and uphold the laws when I've been a party to breaking them. So now because of Drusella. <laughs> hey, you can blame Nathan. He made us pick at the same time. So I had no idea what you guys were going to do. I know. I'm so pissed. That's exactly what would happen IRL though. I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm That's like, what everyone wants D&D to be just like IRL. Uh, lies. Uh, this isn't about escapism. This is about stress and anxiety. <laughs> yeah, stress and anxiety. It's like... I was like, we sat down to play this game and I was like, why am I more stressed out? <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, <laughs> Nicole's getting fired and like, God, why is this too much like real life? I don't like it. <laughs> like, I don't want to go into D&D and get fired from my job in D&D. <laughs> like, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. I got fired from too many real jobs. Okay. So... Is there any way that I can, like, talk to people without it using actions or anything? Like, um, I we've never had this situation in a battle before. I've never wanted to talk to the people that we were. I've never wanted to talk. I just wanted to fight because we were playing a campaign where I was fighting a bunch of undead things. Yeah, we were playing bad guy. We were fighting bad guys, not the people that I'm supposed to be. To me, these are the bad guys. Yes. No, no, no. So that I'm, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of this in, in like my character's perspective. Like these people mm-hmm. are my comrades. Comrades. And I just met you like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't that close. But I saved your life. You know, Urzek was your comrade too. 
That's what I'm saying. I saved your life and I saved Saf's life. So her bullshit is really uh, rude. So yeah, she, yes, she, yes, Urzak was my comrade. That all happened before I could do anything to stop it. Nothing has happened murder wise yet that I can't jump in and try to stop something. You're correct. And also Saf is running towards Agamir because she's on a mission as well. Mm-hmm. But she is also chaotic good, which means she doesn't want to fight the, the cops. Okay, you know? stop thinking about cool. your damn grandfather for like five seconds. I can't. That's my whole backstory. I know. I'm just saying, like, there's more, there's greater things afoot. <laughs> Are there? Well, this, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Uh... So I, I'm, I'm sure that you can, like, you don't have to draw your weapon for your turn. You can probably spend your action, like... You know, maybe you can cry out to Ulrich and say, hey, like, you could plead for Emily's life. <laughs> like Emily? I'm not fighting. Sorry, Drew, Drew's <laughs> life. I feel like at this point, after she's already attacked them and done necrotic damage and and dropped mm-hmm. one of these guys on the ground. And- well, what makes her valuable? What might... Um, I don't know what to do. Be a bargaining chip. To yeah. keep her alive. Is there any way that because Emily's very wounded right now? Well, Drusilla, sorry, I keep saying Emily. It, that Drusilla's wounded, that I could just like grab her and run? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You have a few options before you. You can try and grab her and try and run away, which would probably mean they would start chasing you. You can fight them, or if you want, you are directly behind Drew and her back is to you. You could try and knock her out. Stab me. <laughs> I don't want to stab her. <laughs> non-lethal damage, knock her out? Yeah, you you can do non-lethal damage to try and knock her out if you want to try and make nice with the mantles. Like with two pricks, you just kind of bonked them. Here's the thing, though, is that I know what will happen to Drew if she's apprehended. And I don't think that that's right. I don't think that she should be experimented on. But do you also think it's right that these people, these innocent people who are upholding the law should die as well? No, I'm not saying... Moral ambiguity. Here's the thing, though. So Thanks, this is what Nathan, we were... for putting us in this situation. Yeah, honestly, this is actually all Nathan's fault. Nathan ruined mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> um, I Here's the thing. So this is what we were talking about last week with like player knowledge versus character knowledge. Like in my head, I'm trying to keep us all together so that there's a story that we're going through together. But like Nathan is making this fucking <laughs> impossible. Hey, hey, hey. He's making it really hard to not split the party. You are seriously you... making it so difficult to stay together. Okay, it makes look, no sense why we would stay together at this point, and it's your fault, and I hope you feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. Here's the deal. You all, you all's job is to play the characters that you've decided to make and have fun playing the characters that you have and do the things as those characters that you want to do. It's my job to keep the story together. So if I put you in a situation, I'm doing it because I have some idea of how the story is going to progress in a bunch of different situations with the characters that I have. So do what your characters will and react as you will, and I'll make the story fit. That's my job. Your job is not to try and think of what the story is. Your job is to 
be your character. No, I know that. I'm not, that's not what, I'm not trying to think of what the story is. I'm just trying to, it like player knowledge, again, like I was trying to keep us together, but that's not going to happen. So I feel like the only thing that my character can do in this situation is I have to choose the many over one. So you have to either take me and try to run or knock my ass out. Those are your options. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose there's more of them that I want to save versus one of you who it's not that I don't want to save. It's just that I want to save more than one. So it's that, it's the train conundrum. It's, you know, kill one person, not kill. I don't want to kill you, but it's that. (laughs) I just want to run you over with a trolley. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, it's, it's no, but really that's what this is. This is the train conundrum either you you know run the train into a, a hundred people or you kill you switch the track and kill one person and save a hundred people so i'm going to uh take out my uh, your previous savior yeah I feel i'm not like trying a- to make this more difficult it's just yes fun. you are <laughs> i'm gonna take out i'm gonna take out my long sword and I'm going to attempt to just knock Emily over the head with it. And Dr- Drusilla True. over the head with it. Sorry. <laughs> God, I know I am very much like my character. No, 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 Emily. <laughs> no, I'm neutral evil. That's fine. I'm going to. No, you're not. I'm going <laughs> to knock Drew over the head with it, hopefully. Okay. Please roll a melee attack against Drew. If you roll a one, I swear to God. Oh, God. That is a 19. That will hit. That'll hit. Yeah, so I don't have to roll for damage because I just want to knock her out, right? Uh, You have to roll for non-lethal damage. Mm. If you reduce her to... If you would reduce her to zero, she would just be knocked unconscious. Five. I'm down. I had three hit points, so you got him. (laughs) Please describe to me how you uh, knock Drew out. So In after, great detail. <laughs> after s- seeing all these things and having a split second moral conundrum going on in my head, I decide to take out my long sword. So I unsheath it. And with the butt of the handle, I, you know, pull one of those, like I just swipe it right in the back of her head and knock her out. Okay. Scar's the only one true bitch, honestly. Like, everyone else left me. At least Scar protected me. I'm just saying. Yeah, she was about to die if I didn't do this. Mm-hmm, very much so. <laughs> okay. So, Drew, you are knocked unconscious. Uh, Agamir and Saf, what would you all like to do? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do anything. They fake friends. Let them go to the bar and hang out. I don't care. <laughs> Drew, you can't talk. You are unconscious. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is my spirit. <laughs> they feel it. They don't even need to hear it. They're like, oh, we are in trouble. <laughs> when she comes to, we're dead. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of adjacent to Scar slash behind her. Yes. Wait, how? I thought you were in the crowd. No, I. my speed isn't wasn't enough to make it to Agamir in the crowd. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm kind of adjacent slash behind Scar. I see Scar knock Drew out, and I turn 
towards the two of them and I go, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows where you are. Upon hearing that, I turn or I, I stop my walking in the crowd and turn around and see the, the scene unfolding that is unfolded. And I just kind of sigh and go, all right, let's see. I kind of, I just stand there as the crowd disperses past me. Okay. So at this point, Ulrich has dusted himself off. The obsidian mantles have um, stood up. They uh, tend to some of their wounds and the one of the obsidian mantles closest to Drew takes out some manacles and shackles Drew up. The other obsidian mantle heads over to Scar and Ulrich looks at the mantle and says, no, no. Okay, I'm going to need y'all to come with me. And he's bringing the three of you along with uh, Drew, who the obsidian mantles are carrying. You all head back to the checkpoint for the Grotty Tower. And you are led back through the mantle's exit that you ran out of. And you are led back into the checkpoint proper and then to the first hallway, unlike the second hallway that you went down before. And you are now within a holding cell area. Ulrich looks at you and says, all right, all of you get in here. We've got to figure some stuff out. We'll get you out here in a second. There are two holding cells in this 25 by 45 foot room. Along the wall, there's a water trough and places for dishes and belongings. All of your weapons are taken and put in one of the lockers up against the wall. On the opposite side of the cell, along there with you, there is a gnome, an orc or a half orc. It's kind of hard to tell. It's either a really big half orc or a very small orc. And then there is a, a human male sitting on the ground as well. Uh, in the other cell, there's a, a halfling, uh, looks like a magic user, and then two other human ragamuffins. <laughs> that is such a fun word. Ulrich took you in there and he walked away and that's where you all are. You're there for a long time, long enough for Drew to wake up. So Drew, you are now awake. Does anyone have to say anything? First of all, let me just say that I rolled a stealth. So you had no idea where I was. Okay. I knew you weren't right next to me. How about that? (laughs) How about that? I mean, to be fair, that is true that you didn't know. No one saw... Yeah, she didn't. She wouldn't have seen me either. Yeah, she, you didn't see them. No, exactly. I didn't see you. That's the problem. I saw Scar. I didn't see either of you. I know what happened. I ain't dumb. She does have really good perception. It was six seconds. Like, yeah, I didn't see where you went, but I knew that you weren't around. I have four, 14 passive perception. Like, I knew you weren't around me. Yeah, but I rolled a 19 to stealth. And you definitely weren't fighting them. I was the only one fighting them, and I definitely would have noticed that. In the course of six seconds, you got knocked out. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. A lot can happen in six seconds. Welcome to D&D. I mean, that, to be fair, that's true, though, is that like your character would not have known that they didn't do anything. So let's, uh, let's <laughs> talk. I know you're salty. I'm just saying. Nathan ruling. I say no. That's not true. Where you were situated, you would not have known where they were in that short amount of time. 
I knew that I, that's what I'm saying is that I don't, I'm not saying I knew exactly where they were the whole fight. I'm saying that during the fight, which was, I admit was only six seconds, but most fights in D and D are very short. So during that time, I wouldn't have seen them fight. I wouldn't have seen them around me. I wouldn't have seen them in my eyeline. So obviously they weren't around. Like what I'm saying is, yeah, I didn't see where they went, but process of elimination, I can be like, they ran away. Mm. I feel like my character's not stupid. Roll me an insight check. Because it's not what I did see. It's what I didn't Let's see. Let's do this with I dice. I feel like you would have- not what, you arguing what I saw. Yeah. Let's, let's roll an insight check for what you didn't see. Okay. Let's put this to some dice rolls. Like, I know you're salty about it, but- <laughs> Unnatural 20. Okay. You. Jordan's face. Like... And I am, I'm proficient <laughs> in perception as well. Yeah. There was a surprising lack of aid from a halfling and a half orc that you have traveled with in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you did, you did notice it with your insight role. You noticed that. I may not know that you ran away, but I do know that you did not actively fight with me. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. So let's take this into character then. Drew just came to in this cell where you all are being held. Drew sits up and realizing where she is, she takes her hood down, takes her gloves off. She knows where she is. They know what she is. It's not a secret anymore. And she just kind of, uh, is there like a free corner is there a corner of the cell that I can go into? Because that's what she does. She just kind of goes and sits in the corner and does not say anything. Yeah, there's a corner with a chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the other corner. You you isolate yourself from them. Yeah. As much as you can in this, you know, 12 by 25 foot holding cell. Yeah, as much as I can. And I do not say anything. I sit down, lean against the wall and just stare straight. I feel like I'm just going to not say anything to her. <laughs> Probably be for the best. Does she know it was me that knocked her out? Because she just rolled that really high insight. I have no idea. I don't think I would. Yeah. Yeah, it was from behind. That I don't think I'd know. Yeah, she was behind me, so I don't think I'd know that. I think I, I probably just think it was one of the other mantles or something. Or the fact that... But I mean... I. Not that I want you to know this. I'm just saying, like, you did know that I was the only person behind you at that moment. Yeah, but I didn't know what else could have come up behind me in six seconds. That's very true. Okay, I'm going to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Agamir, Saf, anything? I kind of I look at her and I'm like, hey, you came too. <laughs> she does not respond. I am currently at the uh, the barred door mm -hmm. in front of the cell, and I have my head lightly banging against the bars, going ah. <laughs> okay. I feel like uh, you, there's like a bunch of other people in here with us, right? There are. There's uh, a gnome, an orc, a human on your side, and then a halfling and two humans on the other side. Yeah, I'm kind of just standing and leaning against one of the walls. Yeah, same. Okay. You see Ulrich come back down the hallway. He stands 
about 10 feet away from the holding cell and he's holding two pieces of paper and he kind of inspects them. Oh, he looks at you all and he walks back away. It's It was your wanted poster and your missing poster, I bet. Yup. Yes, it was. I have a question. If Thaf is over the age for a halfling... <laughs> like, she's... There's no real legal reason for her uncle to be able to take her back. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, why, you know, why are you all on the run and shit if you're of age? Like, they can't legally take you back to your family if you don't want to go. You're your own person. A, I stole money from them. B, they're very influential family where they come from. And I feel like they would have kind of like bribe their way into trying to find me i'm just wondering she's listed as missing but i think it's they were it's more like wanted (laughs) would they send abductors yeah that's what i'm saying like that would be wanted not missing because if you were no it says missing what he's saying is that he they're so influential that they put up they bribe people to putting up missing posters for her especially since she looks so young it makes sense to put up missing posters for her instead of wanted posters because that'd be bad for their brand. Got it. Mm-hmm. For the uh, Thornburn name. Correct. Okay. So, yeah, there's that bit of information for you. So uh, anything changing with what y'all are doing? Well, I'm kind of wondering if like I'm a little bit nervous for myself right now being in a being a copper mantle in a cell with other possible criminals it's like you know when a cop when a cop goes to jail that's bad for the cop in every movie or tv show i have ever seen the cop going to (laughs) the cop going to jail is always bad for the cop Mm -hmm. (laughs) um can i roll a perception check just to see like if there's any way out of here sure i was gonna roll a perception to see if like anybody was giving me the stank eye and i should be worried 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 unnatural to perception. Why do I keep rolling unnatural 20? I got a 13 to perception to see, to just get an idea of my surroundings. Like, should I be nervous right now? Okay. Um, so, Drew, you see that there is a key hook about mm-hmm. 15 feet away from the cells mm-hmm. up against the wall. And Scar from the way that they have been treating you and they didn't handcuff you, you don't really feel like you're in a whole lot of trouble. Ulrich did mention launching an investigation on you when you were meeting with him prior to being fired. So if anything, you've got a little anxiety about that, but... Oh, I've already figured out a way to get out of that. is <laughs> kind of just by this time, looking around. Okay. So Ulrich comes back again. This is about, you know, an hour or so later. It's a long time that he's kept you waiting. At this point, it's been at least three hours. So he comes up to the holding cell. He says, okay, Scar, come with me. Oh, God. Okay. He opens up the cell and you all walk to his office. So we're all like he he beckons us all? No, just Scar. Okay. He ain't going to be alone with me again. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so he takes you back into his office and he says, okay, Scar, first off, 
What the hell was that? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't really even know. You gonna lie or are you about to spill your guts right now? What's no, that? So, you, so you've been walking around with an Eladrin and haven't reported her. Here's the thing. You do, you've seen this poster around, right? And he holds up the poster of Drew. Yes, I have seen the poster. And I do realize that she is an Eladrin and I didn't report her. Here's the thing, though. I don't know if you know why she's wanted, do you? He looks at the poster, he says, for crimes against Ilar's birth. That's all I need to know. We're in Ilar's birth. We apprehend her. Okay, so here's the thing. She actually hasn't committed any other crime besides <laughs> being shut. <laughs> he doesn't know this. Shut. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. He the, uh, before all of that. I'm just gonna say this before <laughs> you murdered my guy. Out of character. Before you murdered my guy, you didn't actually do anything to deserve being wanted that I know of. Sure. Yeah. Not that you know of. No. Yes. So, I mean, like, from what I know, the only reason these people wanted you is because you're an Eligen and they want to experiment you. I will say on the record right now, the only time Drew has ever killed anyone is out of self-defense. If she thought they were going to take her in. That's it. Like, she was fine and she'll be chill. She'll just mostly knock you out and run away. But, like, if she, if you find out that she's an Eldrin, you're dead. <laughs> like, it's mostly out of self-defense, though. But you don't know any of that. Okay. So, here, okay, back in character. So, I just recently came into the information that this Eldrin didn't do anything other than be born an Eldrin. They only want her because they want to experiment on her. And I don't think that that's right. I ran into this Eladrin in the catacombs after I lost Urzek. And she helped me get out of them because she was living down there. She also helped me with the investigation to determine that the undead things that were down there were not actually undead, but just some crazy guy that was pretending that things were undead for whatever other reason besides the fact that he was crazy. So I was protecting her from being experimented on because I don't think that's right. I don't know about you, but she didn't do anything in my presence. <laughs> okay, please roll me a deception. What's my plus? What's deception? Deception is charisma. I don't have a plus, so 16. <laughs> okay. He looks at you, and he sighs, he rubs his temples again, like he did a few episodes ago. <laughs> when he was exasperated with me. Yes. <laughs> he looks even more exasperated with you now, and he goes, okay, Scar, that's all well and good. I'm glad that she helped you with your investigation. I'm glad that you think that she's innocent, but still... If you think that there's an issue with someone being wanted, you've got to let us know so that we can investigate it. I agree. This just all happened within the last like 48 hours. So I didn't have time until I found out about this job to, to report it to anybody. And then Urzak was missing. It was a lot going on in a really short amount of time. And then I really was just trying to protect her. And and also protect the halfling 
that you see there. I know that it says that she's missing, but she's not actually missing. She just didn't want to be with her family anymore and she wanted to find another one of her family members. So I ran into her as well with the Eldrin. It's just been a lot these last 48 hours. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that brings me to the next point. Uh, why didn't you let us know about this missing person? Because she's not missing. You've seen this poster? He holds up the missing poster of Saf. Yes, I have. But I've also spoken to the person in the missing person's poster. <laughs> and she has told me that she's not missing. That she is... Hashtag believe women. Yeah, that she is of age. She is an of age halfling. She left on her own accord, which she is totally entitled to, to seek out one of her family members who went missing 10 years ago. Okay. So why would I report someone missing when they're not missing? This is the same thing as with the Eladrin scar, really. It's just, you've got to let us know. Even if, even if you don't think it's right, You've got to let us know and let us know why you think it's not right. You can't just keep stuff from us. Scar, weren't you on track to be a golden mantle? Yes, but I've come How to the realization. Okay, How did but you I've... get there doing this? I've come to the realization recently that in these last few days that I don't want to be a golden mantle and I don't want to uphold these laws if I believe that they're unjust. Okay, that that's fine. That doesn't mean you get to stop being a copper mantle. You took an oath. I also took an oath to my conscience and <laughs> tell and I don't I don't know if I can keep upholding these laws if I believe that they're unjust. I just I I don't believe that this Eladrin should be taken in for being nothing but an Eladrin. And I don't believe that this halfling should be taken back to her family if she doesn't want to be. Okay, Scar. This is what we're going to do. Obviously, there's going to be an investigation. You're probably going to be charged. So, uh... Charged with what? Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like I needed to let you know, because we've had this rapport. Let's see. We've got, uh, theft. Five passes to Entepa. Conspiracy to aid in illegal transportation at the Grotty Tower East Checkpoint D. This checkpoint, he gestures around. Failure to report a fugitive, the Eladrin, and failure to report a missing person, the halfling. So, obviously you can have representation and defend yourself in court. That, that'll that all be at your own expense. So I just figured I would let you know in private so that you are aware of all of this. And you know why? Well, while we're speaking in private, we, you and I have worked together for very many years, correct? On and off, yeah. Have I ever done anything up until this point to other than exemplary service to the Copper Mantles? While you've been under my uh, service, no, you have not. I can't speak to the other precincts. Well, I'm sure if you brought up my records, you'll see nothing but exemplary service, which is why I was being recommended for the golden mantle. Scar, why do you think I didn't put you in shackles? I know that, but it's not its not for me to decide anymore. It's for the ivory mantles to figure out. Well, here's what I'm asking. I'm asking you to let me turn in my mantle and drop everything. 
that's that's not necessary. I mean, it might be a slap on the wrist and a fine. I mean, you turned yourself in, you knocked out the Eldrin, you know. So you came quietly, but there's there's still going to be, you know, we we've got to make a show of it. What are you going to do with the Eldrin? That's not for me to decide. That'll be uh, decided by the golden mantles of Ilar's birth. So think about what I just told you, what they're going to do to her. Would you want that done to you? You don't know that that's true. I do know that that's true. Well, I have to do my duty. She's wanted, or so this poster says, and we'll uh, see what comes of it. So we're going to get you back to the holding cell. It's going to be a little while longer while we process the paperwork, but um, you'll be free to go in a few hours, as will your mercenary friend, and we'll take the halfling and the uh, the Eladrin to where they need to go. All right, I guess I can't do anything to change your mind, can I? Nope. <laughs> You're not making... I mean, you can try to roll a persuasion. You're not making this easy for me, Nathan. <laughs> I mean, I don't... There's. I feel like there's nothing I can do to persuade you after I just gave that whole argument, so... But you didn't roll a persuasion. <laughs> Maybe he can be bought. We have the gems. Agamir's like, uh, excuse me, I'm free to go. <laughs> excuse me, I'm free to go. He's <laughs> like, did you see me back there? I don't hang around. I ditch. <laughs> Let's go. I just, I just have a feeling this guy isn't able to be bought. So he's pretty no nonsense. Yeah, he's pretty like lawful good. So <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. So he takes you back to the holding cell. Everyone else is there. Do you relay any of that information to them? All of it. So I'm going to go up to, I'm going to go up to Drusilla first in her little corner. And I'm going to kind of just say, listen, I know that you're not speaking to any of us, but I just want you to listen. I did everything I could. I put my job, my career, my entire life on the line to protect you. I know it doesn't seem that way because we're in this holding cell right now, but I did. They're going to be charging me for aiding and abetting a wanted criminal, even though I tried to explain to them that it's just because of who you are. That's why they want you. I'm doing, I'm going to try to do everything I can to protect you still. But, and then I turn over to Agamir and Saf and I say, I don't know what they're going to do with you, Safina, because they are convinced that you're a missing person. I tried to tell them that you're not. And Agamir, they said that you're going to be free to go because you didn't do anything. I, I genuinely don't know what to do at this point. This is getting really dark. I just want to say this is dark and sad and I hate it. <laughs> this is getting really bleak and it's getting way too real world for me. I feel like we're like that that Russian girl group that like got taken prisoner for protesting. Uh, Pussy Riot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> I feel like Pussy Riot. We're playing D&D and you're like, I feel like Pussy Riot. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, Agabeard chimes up and says, well, I may be free to go, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of turn to Saf and I'm like, I know, I don't know, you've got, you've got places you're trying to get to. And I, I don't know. I don't know. What were you going to say, Justin? Sorry. Well, you can say that first and then I start gently sobbing. Oh, God. No. What the fuck? <laughs> 
and I kind of I stop. I'm like, hey, hey, what's going on? And I sit down next to you. This is getting real. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, real quick question. How um, sturdy do these bars look? (laughs) Very. (laughs) Very, like, with all of us, including the the maybe actual orc, if we all, like, bombarded this and tried to push through, you don't think we could do it? You can certainly try. (laughs) Mm, Hate that answer. Can can your inflict wounds melt metal? <laughs> nope. Only works on people. So yeah, I turn around like Saf, what's what's going on? Or what do you what's the worst that can happen? You're your own you're your own girl. So, so what your family's looking for you. What do you think's Well I'll just at this rate I'll never I'll never be able to follow in my grandpa's footsteps. So that's who you're of age. You can prove that you're of age. That you are your own person with your own mind and you don't have to, you know, do what your family tells you to do. Yeah, they're influential and all that stuff, but... You don't know my father. He's very, uh, clingy. I thought he was a coward. A clingy coward. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) So, I... Yeah. Your grandfather was an adventurer, I think... You've already started following following in his footsteps. What do you like? The last few days have been. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is just I'm really. To cheer you up, this Ken. is really heavy and really <laughs> emotional. I feel like nobody really knows what to say. My grandpa was a great adventurer, and his father was a great adventurer, and I just really wanted to prove myself. And if I found my grandpa, I thought I could. But now I guess that's never going to happen. My dad's never going to let me out of his sight. And she starts crying. I have a quick question. Continues crying. Um, if I call out, like, is there a guard close by? Yeah, there's a guard posted at the end of the hallway. All right. Drew kind of stands up for the first time. And she uh, walks over to the bars on the thing and starts calling out. And she's like, guard, guard. <laughs> She wants someone to come talk to her. Okay. Uh, one of the obsidian mantles, the one that you hit with the guiding <laughs> bolt, comes to the... Uh, of course it's that one. Comes up to the bars. And he says, What do you want? <laughs> she gives... She, her, her demeanor completely changes. She's no longer like angry or surly or dark or whatever she since she's taken her hood off and her gloves off and everything like she looks almost ethereal fairy like think the vila from harry potter kind of thing oh yeah girl so she is looking at him and she's like i have to go to the bathroom and she says it very innocently there's a pot in the corner go there I'm like, I have a shy bladder and I can't pee in front of everybody. And I want to make a make that a persuasion roll. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. 22. <laughs> to persuasion. I have a good persuasion. I love your, your like little head, head tilt and you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he looks kind of taken for a second. He's goes well and he looks like he's gonna let you out and he says no and he bangs his uh axe against the bars and says i can't let you out of here i'll not let them have my mantle 
go in the pot like everyone else. How close is he to the bar? <laughs> oh, God, don't make this worse. <laughs> no, how close is he to the bars? I just like want to know. <laughs> uh, he just banged his axe against it, so he's within five feet. God, I wish I had heat metal. <laughs> I think so much easier. I thought that would work. I need, can I persuade him again? He doesn't seem like he is able to be persuaded, especially not by you, seeing as you uh, hit him with that weird purple energy. Okay. Drew looks like gives a side eye to Saf at this point. I was just going to say Saf is probably the best option. <laughs> and kind of looks at her like, hey, now's your chance. We're talking to somebody. Got to talk away out of this. Like looks at her like, go on, say something. Um, I was going, what I was going to say, Agamir was going to turn to Saf earlier and say, you know, your adventuring days are, are far from over. We're, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah, I promised Drew I would do anything I could to protect her, and that goes for Safina, too. Um, interesting predicament. The mantle is starting to walk away back down the hallway. No, 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 no. So I catch him before he starts walking away. I would like to... I have my sapphire on my persons, Oh God! I'd imagine. No, they would have taken it, right? I don't think they searched us. I think they just threw us in here for the time being. Yeah, I don't think they searched us. I think they'd search us before they took us to jail. They took your bags and they took your weapons. So if you had it in a bag, then it would have been put in the locker. I don't think Safina would have put that in her bag. Yeah, no, I feel like I would have put that in my uh, vest, inside my vest pocket. Keep it close to my heart. Oh. <laughs> so I... Before he uh, starts turning away, I would like to flash the sapphire in front of him and then put it back in my vest. What's that you got there now? And I pull it back out and I go, oh, this little thing? Yeah, what is that? It's a gift if you let us out of here. Let me see it. Hell no. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not Fine. stupid. And he turns to walk away. I go, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Was that a persuasion? Should he roll persuasion? Yeah, roll persuasion for me. Yeah. I'll... Just a side note, Agamir, I feel like me and you should just wait this out since they were going to let us go. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Rude. We'll meet up with you later. <laughs> uh-huh. At the orange, what was it? The orange troll? The orange liar. Orange liar. <laughs> but we changed it to the pink troll. Pink troll. Okay, so because I have my my feet lucky, I get to re-roll it. But I did just crit myself. Oh no! <laughs> I I got to re-roll because I get to re-roll once because of my lucky feature. <laughs> okay. And I got an eleven. That's the first time you've crit yourself, isn't it? I know, right? Surprising. Yeah. And this is to persuade the mantle to turn back around? No, it's to persuade him to take the... Uh, take the sapphire in exchange for letting us go. Yeah. That should have been a persuasion. He goes up to the bars and he says, All right, then let me see it. Let me see those keys. <laughs> he turns and he points at the keys on the key hook that are about five <laughs> feet away from him. They're right there. Hmm. Let me see the shiny. Is that not a, is that not a persuasion though? 
him asking or him showing him the gem and being like, let us out of here and I'll give you this. Yeah, that was. That's what he rolled to persuade. Oh, that was 11. Yeah. So I'm going to sleight of hand the gem to where it is close enough for him to see, but still snatch back in case he reaches for it. Okay. Roll me a sleight of hand. 15. Okay, he did not see where it came from, but he sees it sitting there in front of him. Roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Go and try to snatch it. (laughs) That's a 12. Okay. Mm. He tries to snatch it away from you, and he is unsuccessful. Wow. Dope. Oh, give me that. Give me that, and I'll let you out. Come on. I'll I'll give you that if you give me the keys. They're right over there. No, I'm not going to give you the keys. I'll let you out, though. We'll make a trade-off. No, 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 no. I would like to roll an insight as to how smart he actually is. Okay. I'm guessing not very. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a 21. Okay. You uh, can tell he's a little bit of a buffoon, and you don't get the feeling that he will let you out if you give him a gem. Shocking. I take the sapphire, and I... I put it, bring it closer to myself, and I start walking in the other direction. Okay. Slowly, slowly I turn around and slowly walk. Okay. He says, hey, hey, give me that shiny. (laughs) Give it to me. But at that point, uh, the other obsidian mantle calls and says, hey, we got a job. I'll be back. I whistle and I flash it. And I look at the keys. So he uh, doesn't look back at you. Oh, shucks. About a half an hour passes and the two mantles now come to the holding cells. Both of them are there and they have manacles with them. So they say, everyone get back. Go against the wall. And the other three in the cell with you go up against the wall. Do you all follow suit? No. (laughs) Uh, I back up just a little bit. Like there's three of them? There's the two mantles. Where am I? You are towards the back of the cell. Can I, while this is happening, can I walk closer to Saf and Drew and, and whisper to them and say, here's your chance. Get out while you can. We'll meet you later. Mm -hmm. Sure. You can whisper that. Uh, roll the stealth check for me. Agamir would already have been leaning against the wall, so. Yeah. Um, what's stealth? Stealth is dexterity, so plus two. That's 17. Okay. They don't hear you. Yes. I'm gonna do it anyway, though. (laughs) I said, everyone, get against the wall! And he bangs his axe against the bars. I don't get against the wall, but I do back up a little bit. I hear, um... Scar whisper and I turn around and do a real subtle wink and then I back up and I oh can I hand her my sapphire sleight of hand sure I got you girl (laughs) that would be an 18 okay Scar you now have a sapphire got it wink all right So the mantle, the first mantle opens up the door and the second one stands guard at the door and hands a set of manacles to 
the other obsidian mantles that is now in the cell. He uh, goes up to the gnome and shackles him up and leads him out and then walks back to the the guard standing at the door, grabs another set of manacles, goes up to the orc and gets him shackled up and then does the same for the human. He's kind of pushing past all of you. Guys, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Then he walks out of the cell and locks it back up. No, why? What did you... So the obsidian mantles go to the other cell and they get the halfling and the two humans and manacle them up. Then they all leave. They get right on out. The four of you are left standing in a holding cell by yourselves. The other one has been emptied. I turn to Drew and I'm kind of like, what? Why not us? It is very quiet now in the holding cell. You don't hear any of the activity that was... uh, in the checkpoint before. So it is very clear when you hear a metallic tap and footsteps coming down the hallway and you see a figure coming down the hallway towards the holding cell. Tap. 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 More of a ting. So like ting, ting, ting. And uh, standing in front of you is a figure uh, around five and a half feet tall, dressed as a golden mantle. And it is a hobgoblin with a sword staff that must have been the clanging on the floor. He looks to be a wizened old hobgoblin. He's got a few packs on him. He keeps himself very well manicured, or I guess not manicured, but he's very well kept. He looks like he was some sort of soldier. Groomed is the word you're looking for. Yes, he's very well groomed. And on his mantle, there are just a whole bunch of ribbons and medals. And you notice that his left arm appears to be a prosthetic. Looks to be some sort of artificer's work. And so he comes up to the cell and he puts both of his hands on the staff, his sword staff, and he looks at you all. He sighs. So, this is the best they can come up with. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tasvig Duvet. I need your help. Whoa! Whoa. And that's where we're gonna end. Whoa! That's the co- that's the consular guy from my district. Why did you do this to us if you knew you were gonna let us get away? That was so sad and upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that juxtaposition. I have to say that I deserve a D and D Oscar for my performance. I'm just kidding. I got real deep and real emotional. Yeah, that was great. I knew how this was gonna happen as soon as I knew that Drew was gonna do something to <laughs> Ulrich. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're ending our episode. Oy vey. You've met the uh, the console of fellows. Okay, so I guess it's time to uh, name the village idiot this week. Um, geez, this is pretty rough. Uh, all right. Okay, I know who it is. So the village idiot this week is going to be Saf. <gasps> what? What? Is that specifically just because I've never been the village idiot before? No, you can't do it that. Is, it is specifically for attempting to bribe a mantle within a holding cell <laughs> of a mantle's <laughs> checkpoint. 
I consider that smart. That <laughs> some may consider that smart. In this case, it earns you the title of village idiot. So yes, it's not me or <laughs> Drew. Finally, <laughs> finally, God, where's the tally that we've been keeping? We need to write Shafina down. Have we gotten Agamir yet? No. Yeah, I was the first one. I there. No. Does I quit myself a bunch? Right? Yeah, he was. I think he was the first one. Oh, you were the... Oh, so now we've all been it. Okay. I led the charge. <laughs> yeah, including me. But it's been a minute, so like you're due. <laughs> yeah. If you say so. I was hoping to avoid it for like five seasons. Damn. <laughs> that would have been absolutely hilarious if you never were named it, but I'm glad you have been. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you can try bribing the DM. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to earn the title again. <laughs> So, thank you all so much for listening in. I hope that you had a good time <laughs> listening. I had a good time DMing. I hope my players Someone had Someone a- should have a good time, considering we've been in emotional distress for an hour. <laughs> I hope that my players uh, are not too traumatized by this week's episode. I'm in a holding cell of emotion. <laughs> I don't know. I got real feelings against... Uh- Justin and Jordan now. Now I like in IRL want to punch them. So I feel like you didn't do a very good job. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay. Behind the screen right now for anyone listening, I felt like I really had no other choice but to attack in that moment. And Nicole being a very good party member understood that we would die in that fight and the best thing she could do is knock me out i feel like in a lot of D parties it's such a good out when one of your characters you're like i would definitely kill this guy but it means it, like you know that it would be a terrible idea to attack this person but like you just have to you know that's what's going to happen and so having one of your other party members understand that and knock your ass out is great and very helpful and highly recommended. Justin and I talked about it at length when we were listening to the previous episode um, in the car the other day. I was like, like Emily has no choice. Like that is her character. That and she can the only way she can play her character faithfully is if she attacks. And I understand that. It just sucked because like. You know, it just goes against mm-hmm. the alignment of everybody else, which is what makes for great D and D games. So I knew that that was my only option was to knock you out. Yes. Thanks for thanks for loving me. Yeah. So I'm not mad at Nicole. <laughs> also, it had to be Scar to knock you out in order to impress Ulrich. It's completely valid. Like, yeah, 100. percent I wouldn't have been able to knock you out in the first round on my own. Well, no, but you couldn't un- maybe like not run away. <laughs> I was playing into my character as well. Yeah, 100. percent That's Agamir for sure. Speaking of which, you all did a great job playing to your characters tonight. So I believe that Saf already has inspiration, but for Drew, Scar, and Agamir, you now have inspiration as well. Yay! Yay! What is that plus? It's just a plus one? It's just a one. Okay. You you get one inspiration. You can use it to uh, roll advantage on. Yay! An attack, a saving throw, or a a skill check. Nice. So- uh, yeah, with that, guess social media is next. Yeah. So we have a Twitter, and you can go to the Twitter and type in at Village Idiot Pod if you want to uh, <laughs> talk to us or see some of the fun things that we post, like memes and polls and all sorts of great stuff like that. And uh, personally, if you want to talk to any of us, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. 
And you can find me at jroma20. You can find me at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And I'm too busy doing in a fantasy world what I could never do in real life, hiding in a crowd. <laughs> Jordan's like 20 feet tall. <laughs> so I do not have social media. <laughs> he, he role plays as a normal sized person. So. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Emily. Um, we try to do the best we can to play a good game and inform you guys of the trials and tribulations of playing D&D. So if you like hearing us struggle, please <laughs> go on to our <laughs> iTunes page or any other place where you leave a review and talk us up and tell uh, tell your friends how terrible we are and make them listen to us. <laughs> Much appreciated. Ratings specifically just do wonders for us. So if you have a second, that would be super dope. All right. So uh, while we're talking about our our wonderful listeners, I just want to give a shout out to uh, my boy Toby over in England. What's up, Captain? My captain. Thank you for uh, listening to us. <laughs> it, it's a it's a camp thing. He was my boss at camp, and we used to call him Captain. I used to say, "Oh, Captain, my captain." <laughs> so uh, hey, Toby, thanks for listening to us. Love you. Can't wait to see you in a few months. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. Thanks for uh, being one of the listeners that make us an internationally listened podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. We love it. Yeah, I know we've got uh, people all over listening. So yeah, leave a a rating review. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to say. So yeah, we hope that you all enjoyed this. I know I did. My players, maybe not so much this time anyway. (laughs) But next week, uh, let's find out what happens when they talk to the console. So yeah, until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.